Christy and Daniel here, everyone's favorite podcast peon, keeping it 100 with Hedwig and Carlo, our favorite patrons. Unlike Tabletop Tim, the usurper, the false king who keeps it zero. That's right. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. And today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... As the PCs sneak into the enemy base, the guards assume the noises they're making are just rats in the wind. They feel very stealthy until they reach the final room and are jumped by the air elementals and were rats that the base is absolutely infested by. Like, so I really like, you know, you have to sort of trope of oh it's nothing to worry about it's just insert clearly ludicrous cover-up here and then clearly ludicrous cover-up comes true it sort of feels very similar in spirit to like you're a bunch of monsters and all of the monster attacks are covered up by being routed teams and then in the final like session the vampire prince is murdered by the band of incredibly dangerous rowdy teams that have been rampaging through the city See, it sounded like you almost said Rowdy Queens, and I would much rather play that game. After Prince Philip, you know, she's gone a bit off the rails. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I do I do enjoy... I mean, this is why I read this world. I do enjoy the things that are just very blatantly lampshading the hell out of yeah. something. Like my and favorite also, one. like, your players are never going to expect it. Yeah. Like, my favourite one has to be spoilers for a game from, I think, 20 years ago with uh, um, Legend of Monkey Island where the whole time you go to try to get rescued for the damsel in distress. It's like, oh, I'm sure she can take care of herself. And then you get there and she's beaten up big bad because she can take care of herself, as everyone has been telling you. And it's just, I know, I like that twist of, like, you assume that a given bit of information is just plot spackle. It's just... Um, you know, it's just there to get the narrative going. And then it turns out, no, yeah, you probably should have listened to what every single person was telling you. But yeah, maybe... It's, it's, def- it's definitely got that same kind of vibe to it. Yeah. But at the same time... But maybe we should make this an actual idea. Well, my thought now is... Are the guards... Like, if the air elementals and were-rats are presumably more towards your like your target in infiltrating this base. Hmm. Is that what the guards are guarding? Hmm. Yeah. Like is the big bad a swarm of were-rats? The big bad is a weird rat air elemental, like just a cloud of fog that every full moon turns into a rat. Okay, That's- see I was thinking ratnado? That, that's probably more intimidating than just a cloud of fog that shrinks into a normal rat and squeaks at you aggressively. Like, what if it turned into a fog-sized rat? <laughs> just a rat, but like diffused like fog is. Just like a cloud of so undifferentiated rats. Yeah. Pink, but it's got like little claws and teeth floating in it. 
no. Uh, and then it just goes up to you, and you're just you're just really grossed out. So, so you leave, uh, and that's how it defeats you. Honestly, more big bads and monsters should rely on just making you nope the fuck out of there. Because I feel I feel like that is you the haven't... ultimate mo of dragons is that they yeah. rely on people looking at them and going, "Oh shit, it's a dragon," and leaving. This isn't even my grossest form. Then I level up and my head turns inside out. <laughs> but yes, um, in terms. So uh, just my immediate thought then was just that the mouth would probably look pretty similar, because you can already <laughs> see inside it. Like no, the mouth opens and inside is a human face. Um, <laughs> just sitting in there where the tongue should be. Yeah. <laughs> so for the three people who haven't um unsubscribed uh that's not a, that's not a thing we're not a youtube channel i don't know what the no, fuck's have, going on we have subscribers that's how okay we don't anymore um <laughs> but yes um so yeah i do like the idea of just this place is just full of like it's just like a home for rear rats and air elementals, and the guards just don't want you going in there and upsetting them. They're just they're just little little friends. In which case, frankly, they are terrible guards. Yeah. Because presumably they're trying to keep people out and wear rats and air elementals in. Yeah. So if they're hearing wind and rats moving around by the by the entrance and in the corridors something's gone wrong and they should go and investigate okay so maybe what it is is you're infiltrating the building but at the same time the weird rats and air elementals are also infiltrating the building why are they infiltrating the building for the same reason or for their own reasons they've got got their own life outside of us like they're they're little adventurers too that's adorable like, it's just a rat and a tornado wearing, like, adventure hats. Um, and they're coming in to commit crimes. How how does a tornado wear a hat, please? Like, the to- you've got the tornado, okay. And we've got yeah. the hat floating, floating on the top. Um, but how does it not get slopped inside? Like, it's, it's, it, it doesn't, um, is what happens. <laughs> But the air elemental doesn't want to suck the hat in, so it just like you know avoids sucking that bit of air. Um, it also my hat it cannot also, be sucked. <laughs> it also has a bunch of like stuff floating around in it that form like a smiley face, um, and it also has a gun. Uh, Why does it have a gun? To, that to fight that was not an option. Why is that an option? It's. It, it needs thought, to fight people. I thought tornadoes just fought people by slopping. Like, it, it, it's leveled up. It's an adventurer. Level one, I... slope. Level two, gun. Yeah. Um, I don't know, seems OP. <laughs> level three, two guns. Level four, control of the rat. <laughs> At level four, you get given a rat, um, and the rat uh, helps you out. 
And at level yeah, like five, a familiar. Rat- yeah, and at level five, the rat also gets a gun. <laughs> like a little rat gun. Pulls a trigger with its tail. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, these are the antagonists, well, rivals, uh, and they're also trying to get in and steal the final bit of treasure. Um, and your players have to, like, get to the treasure before they do. Um, okay. Assume- if, if, the, if the rats make a good stealth check, do the guards go, oh, it's probably just adventurers? Yeah, the face, uh, it's probably just burglars, uh, is what they say. Um, <laughs> like, so there's two sets of guards, one of whom can only hear burglars, one of whom can only hear air elementals and weir rats. And one of them can only tell the <laughs> truth. And yeah, at the end, you have to work together with the air elementals and weir rats to get past them strategically, based on which guards can see which set of things. I mean, that's, that's certainly a concept. Yeah. Like, so the whole point of, like, so, like, I saw this thing of, like, stealth games are essentially variants on puzzle games. Mm-hmm. Like, it's less uh, actually thing or more, uh, which of these paths do I go down, when do I go this way, and so forth. And I feel like having this kind of, maybe not quite as ridiculous as these guards can only see people in hats, and these guards can't see people if they're living La Vida Loca. But, like, as long as you have, like, you know, different guard patrols and different, like, guards who are skilled at different things. Especially over, like, magical things. You're like, okay, at this place, the guards have been given seeing this ability spells. So you've got to find different ways to get past the different groups of guards. And I feel that's definitely um, one of, definitely an idea. I will go as far as it is an idea. Because, like, the problem with a lot of stealth in Dungeons & Dragons is essentially it's just you roll a stealth check and maybe you roll a deception check. And, yeah, I think there's definitely, like, the sort of multi-stage kind of, okay, how do you get past these bunch of fuckers who can only see we're rats? Um, The problem is I need to give the guards less stupid-like weaknesses. Or... Additional stupid weaknesses. These guards can only see movement. Our base like is a Jurassic guarded... Park T-Rex. Yeah, our, guard, our base is guarded entirely by Tyrannosaurus Rexes. Like, I mean, to be fair, if you had something like, oh yeah, you investigate, like, this particular, like, guard captain is a greedy fucker, so if you bribe him, you might be able to get past him easier, and... There's an idea here in my head somewhere. I think I'm creating Shadow of Mordor. Quite possibly. Which means we need a sexy spider. You still there? Yeah, it's just I'd forgotten about sexy, sexy Shelob, and I needed a moment. Yeah, I hope you're all enjoying this um, take that at a game that is, I believe, at least five years old. Um, Shall we move on to questions? Uh, It's either that or like a 30-minute discussion on Sexy Shelob. That's for the Patreon. Okay, um, this is from 
Sharkrad 08222222. Any ideas for the Dero? So I'm only very vaguely aware of what Dero are. Um, they're like weird, creepy underground dwarves, right? They're, they're, they're like more underground than regular dwarves. <laughs> I mean, they're they're kind of dark, like dark dwarves as opposed to dark elves. They're sort of weird underground, sad little men who have some. Like, so they have some kind of, like, madness TM powers, you know, in the kind of, the generic yeah, kind like of, if, yeah. If you become mentally ill enough, you become psionic. We, we know how yeah, that kind works. of thing. Um, yeah, basically, they're un- crazy underground dwarves. Um, so I feel... That the best way to deal with them, I mean, I feel the best way to deal with them is just to push them further underground so they don't come back. Because. Well, have you considered providing them counseling? That's possible. I was thinking more in a sense of like, it is a slightly like near concept, but I do like if you go down to provide them therapy. And the whole thing is like, and we're like, oh, they're they're crazy dwarves, but like, you you can you can give them like medication. They also Maybe apparently. Just, my my idea is deal with the inherent ableism of mm. Dungeons and Dragons by just getting all of the quote unquote mad races and just like giving them space to talk. Yeah. Like may- maybe like, bring in some like... no fix as well, and they can just have like a group therapy session. I love this. I love this um underdog therapist who is going down there and just like clearly there's very poor mental health services in the underdog, and you know we just set up I a mean, little it, like it isn't called the underhappy place. That is true. Like it is. It is a miserable little hole, rather like the UK. Um, I'm not going to debate this. Uh, neat fact, the Dero refers to the surface as the Overburn, which is quite a cool name for like the surface from the Underdark. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it makes sense. It, it is pretty much the opposite of the Underdark as a, as a name. Yeah, uh, they also do experiments to turn people into Dero. That's less um, cool. It is less Don't cool. Do that. That's a bit of a jerk thing to do. Like, it seems like they're sort of like... Sort of like greys, in the sense that they come up and they experiment on people and they mutilate cattle and so forth and so forth. So just give them spaceships. But spaceships with therapists on them. Space therapy. Yeah. You are a space therapist from the moon, and you've come down to Earth. Well, I mean, you know, whatever fictional version of Earth this is. And you are talking to the ableist-like concept in order to treat them. But also, you have moon arms. Um... (laughs) 
What are moon arms? I I was imagining like wacky inflatable tube man arms, but like they're independent and they keep like uh, trying to Oh, the tall like, boys. Yeah, you are a wacky inflatable tube therapist from the moon, and you are going into the underground in your spaceship to give therapy to the Darrow. I'm into it. The spaceship has a little drill on the front, so it can like go into the underdark. Well, naturally, otherwise it'd be silly. Yeah. There's one thing that we try to avoid on this podcast that's being silly. Yeah, no. If you think if you think you remember any jokes, anything, you're wrong. Every idea we've put forth is 100% serious. Just because you found it amusing doesn't mean we were joking. Yeah, no. Every single thing I say, I stand by 100%. Feel free to take this out of context if you want to cancel me. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then the end, you give all to Dero space little uh, spaceships of their own. I use the word little a lot. You give the Dero spaceships. I mean, they are small, proportionate spaceships. Spaceships of their own, and they all just go out of the ground and go go to live in space. They can just set up their their own planet where they don't have to do weird, creepy experiments. It's a happy ending all round. Hi, I'm Hazel, and I make a podcast with Liz called Bread and Thread, which you might enjoy if you are a fan of food or clothes or other interesting parts of domestic history. We find out interesting facts about things like regional foods, ancient breeds of sheep, um, pretty much anything domestic history. So if you'd like to know why it's illegal to import a sheep into Iceland, and what was presented by Queen Victoria to Harriet Tubman, then you might want to check out Bread and Thread. Find us at Bread and Thread on Twitter, or find us everywhere podcasts exist. (laughs) Okay, our next question is anonymous. What are your current characters? I only have one current character because, as I've mentioned before, I suffer from Forever DM Syndrome. So I'm currently running three of the four games I'm in. Um, but the the character I'm actually playing is one of our homebrew concepts, which is a Sin Eater Paladin, who I, I love them very much. They're, they're gradually learning to do things like swearing and pranks while also trying to solve various enormous problems because it's quite high-level campaign. I like the idea that like, they start off with like very small um, swears, like, oh, silly bum, and then it just goes up and up and up um, until, like, in the grand finale, they call um, the final big bad... <laughs> Paul. Um, and and that is what I mean, they, keeps they, big bad. They they did they did the first ever swear, telling off. Um, I think <laughs> I can't remember the name of the god now, but a a very mean god. Mm, I mean, there are some very mean gods. Um, with who they didn't realize at the time was a god. 
and that that seems to have got them a lot of respect <laughs> from from some of the NPCs. But that that is my only character. Their name is Nessie, and I mm. love them. It's short for cleanliness because yeah. they're a tiefling. I currently have zero characters. Apart from in one of the games that I mentioned that I'm running? Oh yeah, I might be in that you, game. You have a character in that. Fuck, I do. <laughs> Time is... Like, I left a bunch of my games because... Blah, 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 blah. Um, and I forgot that I'm actually still in one. Yes, my one character is... I forgot their name and every single fact about them. Game hasn't started yet, but they're a criminal, and they have stolen a powerful magic artifact, and they have no idea it's a powerful magic artifact. All they know is everyone is tracking them down to kill them. They have um, mod. Was it mod parchment? Uh, the evil alternate version mod pen. So they have mod pen, uh, who you may remember is my evil twin and arch nemesis from the Tumblr, as one of their goons. They also have Steve, who, as you may remember, is my other arch nemesis. It's just the name that you always pick on. Steve is my arch nemesis, and Steve's in our fandom. Come fight me, IRL. Yeah, I think they. You mentioned that they're also. I think she's also a fence. Yes. Because yeah, it's a monster of the week game set in York and Pencil immediately went for I am the crooked and I stole something spooky. It is the only acceptable backstory. Her main relation with the other players is that one of the players is an expert, uh, for someone who, who knows about knows about magic and stuff, but who doesn't believe in magic. And my character has forced them at gunpoint to tell her about magic which she doesn't believe in. It's it's gonna go badly. I'm I'm very excited for this game to start. Um, we we will start playing it on the day this episode goes out. Actually, I think one of the one of the characters knows the other characters mostly through being their hairdresser. It's just it's just we're all hairdressed by this one person. Which I mean, there are worse ways to get an adventuring party together. I mean. It's it's something other than you all meet in a pub. It's you all meet in a hair salon. Yeah. Who who says I can't come up with creative ways to bring characters together? I still feel the most most creative way is trapped in an elevator together. I'm pretty sure we've done this question, but I'm willing to do it again if someone asks. I can come up with even worse ones. Hmm. Okay, final question is also anonymous. Okay, but how do fantasy dads avoid turning evil? This is because of our rules of being a fantasy dad last time, isn't it? Well, I mean, it'd be a pretty big coincidence if not. Um, yeah, rule two is don't turn evil. I yeah. feel like the impetus for most of them to turn evil is like the death of their spouse, normally in some particularly tragic way. So have you considered yeah. just getting divorced early on? Like be a single Only fantasy dad. Only marry people. 
Make your wife a lich. I feel like that may be drifting towards the evil territory. Make your wife a nice lich. <laughs> ah, but what if like, then you go so mad not... with power and your wife has to take you down in a tragic twist? Then the space therapist comes in to help. Um... <laughs> so, yeah, what you need to do... Like, yeah, so it's almost always, oh no, my wife has turned evil. Or, oh no, I was always evil. So don't be evil. That's step one of not turning evil. Uh, don't do that. And then, yeah, make, make, your, make your wife... It's always your wife. Maybe be gay. You never hear anyone turning evil because, like, their husband was tragically killed by orcs. That's true. The rules of narrative are very heteronormative, and you can yeah. avoid most of them by being gay. Yeah, be gay. Or, like, I mean, be... there, there are then different narrative problems, but you don't mm. tend to turn evil after, after the gays get buried. Yeah. Unless you're Willow from Buffy. Don't be Willow from Buffy, um, both for this reason. But Willow from Buffy isn't a dad, True. for several don't reasons. Written, don't be written by Joss Whedon. Um, I mean, that's just good life advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just just be gay. Um, be gay, obey laws. Uh, if that we never said work. they have to be lawful. True. They could be chaotic. But... Be gay Robin Hood. Um, yeah. What you need to do, become gay Robin Hood, and then you and your child go on a father, probably son, I'm afraid, father-son adventure while you go fight the Sheriff of Nottingham. Uh, actually, that one, you, you might be killed by the Sheriff of Nottingham. Hmm. I mean, okay. I am just thinking, like, bidet, be gay, bleh, not bidet, be gay, do crimes does seem like a good way to avoid it, though, because then you also avoid the whole, like, Frollo thing of, like, yeah. oh, there's these rules I have to obey, but also I'm horny. Just, <laughs> just go fuck. But don't get married, because then your spouse will die and you'll turn evil. Yeah, um, have a lot of no strings attached um, while committing crimes, maybe then, actually, then you won't turn evil. You know what else? You know what generally does stop you turning? Evil? What? So you take you take your baby. You got a baby now. Mm -hmm. it, is, baby. it is a requirement for being a dad. You leave your baby on someone's doorsteps. Then, like twenty years later, they will show up at your house. Mm -hmm. um, and be like, I, I'm, I'm your son or daughter. Uh, and at this point, it will typically be the end of either the end of the narrative, at which point you then, like, you know, tearfully embrace them, uh, and then the story continues and you're absolutely happy. Or it's the start of the narrative, at which point you're a dick and they leave and you're not generally including the narrative anymore. So, be gay, do crimes. Child abandonment and be a dick. Yeah, be gay, abandon your child. I start to think this is still veering on the evil side. I mean, I don't know. If you're abandoning your child in order to avoid being evil at them, I think overall that's a net good. 
I mean, it's certainly like on the dickhead side. It is, but there's there is a there is a vast gulf between dickhead and evil. Okay, there's a trolley heading towards your child, and you can abandon them on a doorstep to redirect it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, final thing is to sit down and study moral philosophy in extensive detail to determine what precisely is good and evil. And if you study moral philosophy long enough, you can justify pretty much anything, and therefore it isn't evil, because you've figured out how it's actually yeah. good. as you stab your child... Good and evil are the same, actually. I am very intelligent. <laughs> as you stab your child, explain why, under a particularly esoteric interpretation of classical virtue ethics, this is actually what a fully fully virtuous person would do. Write a very long thesis on antinatalism, and then murder yeah. your child to prove your point. Yeah, like, you know, if life is inherently bad, stab your kids. <laughs> and on that note, um... If if you have a question or want to yell at Pencil about moral philosophy, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Tumblr or I guess on Twitter. I keep forgetting to mention that we have a Twitter. It's just bad probably. And yeah, that's that's the one that Pencil yeah, tends uh to be active on more than me. To be clear, the name is bad. Probably that wasn't just a sick burn. It's it's as bad as the Tumblr. Um, that whether that whether that is bad, that's up to your own interpretation. Um, if you want homebrew and bonus episodes, we are on Patreon at Probably Bad RPG Ideas. And I don't know what my voice is doing. I'm like some sort of weird children's game show announcer. Let's go, red team! Um, and remember to have and a, 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 a probably bad day. day.